Hey, Doug Smith, how are you today? Awesome, Tom. Enjoying a good cup of tea today. How about yourself? I like a tea in the afternoon. Are you from Are you from uh, England or something? No, I'm from Darlington, South Carolina, where there's no tea grown. But today, I am enjoying a good Charleston tea. That is, they they do grow tea somewhere down here. I've heard I've heard of that before. Did you get the tea from down here when you were down here, or did you pick it up up in uh, up at the house up in the upstate? Actually, I did pick it up from Charleston last time I was there, and Charleston is ironically the only place in the United States that grows tea. And my wife and I enjoy a nice cup of tea sometimes in the afternoon. And today is the day. <laughs> you got to love that. That is a, uh, that is a little, a little known fact about the, the, the tea growing the tea. You would think that you could grow it anywhere. That is, have you ever been to the, out to the, uh, the area where they grow the tea? Have you ever been out there? As, as things go, I wish I had, I planned it multiple times and just have never taken a tour, but it's definitely on my bucket list. Well, go check it out and see how they do it. Gosh, well, that that's something that when you and Miss Jackie come down here, we will go. We will go do that. I'm actually writing that uh, down so the next time you're down here, we can go do that because it is a very neat, um, a very neat place, and it's a very uh, neat history. And I know that the thing that I'm not, I don't remember the name of the company. It's a large company like Stash or somebody that actually bought it. Bought, bought Bigelow. But thank you, Bigelow. That uh, that. Um, but they they still take as much care of it as as they always do, and it's a um, a very neat a very neat thing that we'll do that. So I'm going to encourage that uh, by when what maybe maybe we'll do a, maybe we'll do a follow up when you guys come. We'll go to the the first uh, flush uh, that they have down there, and uh, I think that's what it's called, first flush or blush. I don't know. I'm just embarrassed myself not knowing the word. So, well, uh, so Doug, you have uh, you are from Darlington, isn't there a raceway in Darlington? Did you were you a racer when you when you were a race fan when you were young? Well, you know, I always tell people there's two kind of people from Darlington: those who go to the race and those who go out of town. I have been both. So my earlier part of my life, I went to the ra- uh, racetrack just about every time it was open. Uh, at some point, even started working there, had a cute little golf cart with a headset, rode around, Kill acted it. like a big shot as a, you know, a teenager. And, and at some point, I flipped the light switch and decided, you know what, I've had enough of this excitement. I'm going to go out of town and do other things during the race. So that's kind of where I've been for the last 20 years. That is neat. The Darlington is, a, is a, actually a very, very neat little town. I've been through it um, and there several times. That's it's the one of the reasons I asked that is when you said when you said about Darlington, it is funny that you just really don't, even though you know somebody and, and Doug, you know that you and I know each other. They just really um, there's a lot of things about people you don't know that are really neat, like you're from Darlington. So that's a really neat thing. But I appreciate you sharing that with me. Sure. When um, when you're thinking about I know you and I come from a, a food background together Um and you told me you sent me a text before we got started that you were going to be baking Christmas cakes. What's, what's I absolutely am baking Christmas okay, cakes so, right all now. Right, spill, spill the beans. What's what's up with the Christmas cakes? Well, as you probably have already sensed, I am a little bit of a food historian. Uh, you know about the tea, and it's the only one in America. So I, I really like to get into kind of the backstory of some of the things that we all love and enjoy, and. My daughter was, I'm guessing, maybe ninth, tenth grade in high school, and uh, heck, it may have even been uh, sooner than that. I'm not sure that's been so long. We wanted to do something together, and I just kind of said, you know, 
I'm going to do a little research and come up with something we could do every year, kind of as a tradition. And it was Christmas is real big in our family. And we always have big Christmas parties and Christmas gatherings. So I, I felt like maybe we should do something Christmas oriented. And in doing my research, I found the Christmas cake. And for the ones of you who don't know, think of a fruit cake. We've all had the joke. We've all heard about there's only <laughs> one fruit cake ever made. And you hold your door open. You've all heard the jokes, right? Yes. So, uh, after doing a little research, uh, you've probably read Christmas stories with plum pudding, correct? I have, oddly. Do you know what a plum pudding is? I no, I do not. <laughs> it's a fruit cake. <laughs> no, it's not. That is not. Yes, it, it is. You're making uh, it up. Back, You're making that up. Before. Before they had ovens, they would take this, and by the way, uh, the reason why it's so special is, number one, they didn't have a whole lot of money back then, but uh, on very special occasions like Christmas, when they were celebrating the birth of Christ, they would really go over the deep end and buy things like really crazy stuff like sugar, which was extremely expensive, diced or fruit that had been dried, extremely expensive, uh eggs they had available so all these things that go into it uh they used brandy which was extremely expensive so all these things were you know really on the edge as far as being available on a daily basis and they would put them together and then it was boiled in like a cheesecloth because they didn't have ovens and that is the plum pudding that you've heard so much about wow oh uh, i am historically up to date now on plum pudding so now to take this to the next level after doing this little research and finding this little tidbit of information uh so i talked to savannah and i kind of say you know this would be kind of fun for us to do and so i started gathering these you know uh supplies we needed and my birthday is in mid-october so every year in mid-october we get together and we start marinating the fruit we start bringing the uh products together making the cake which today i'm actually making the second batch of cakes today and then we start uh it's called feeding the cake where you feed it with brandy and you do that for multiple weeks and then the last thing you do right before christmas you take the cake out put uh a jam on it to kind of act as a glue okay and then you get marzipan and you roll it out and you put that over the cake and then you make royal icing and you put that over the cake and then you decorate it, put a nice pretty paper around it, put it in a nice airtight tin and you have a very special gift that you can give someone for Christmas. Wow. So it's got a lot, it has a lot of fruits in it because I, I hate to admit that I was thinking that it just had plums, but it has like a bunch of different types of fruits. So it, so it kind of is a, a real fruitcake is that what i'm picking up it is absolutely a real traditional fruitcake not to be confused with the product you buy in the grocery store every christmas i got it is entirely different from that but it is as basic to the you know the original recipe as it can be real fruits uh sugar flour brandy um all the things that just make it really nice. And like I say, I use marzipan, which is a fresh marzipan that's made on top of it. We make a royal icing from scratch. So we really do it the right way. Wow. And over the years, 
uh, we would give a cake away here, give one away there. Uh, one year we gave away 40 cakes. And I, that is correct. Four zero. We gave away 40 cakes. Those were, I, that's, uh, I'm, I'm sure that those 40 people were very excited. Cause that sounds like a lot, man. I, I'm thinking like a log and you're making like a Yule surprise extravaganza cornucopia super duper cake. That is correct. And, you know, the interesting part about it is let's go back to the fruitcake jokes. People who <laughs> despise fruitcake and have made the jokes will actually come to us and say, not only did they love the cake, but how do I get one next year? <laughs> oh, there we go. You know, you should be, uh, I, I know you, I know what you're thinking. That's, that's pretty neat. That's, that is a, in the food business, Doug, I, I know that. And, and as you know, that anytime somebody says that you, that they like what you've prepared when you've spent time on it, even if it's all the way from spaghetti sauce up. So uh, bravo to you for, uh, for getting that kind of feedback. I know it makes you feel uh, good. It's, it, it does. It, it's, uh, you know, it's really a, a cool little story to tell. And, you know, uh, at some point Savannah even wrote an article and had it published in our local magazine here in town called the vip magazine oh good and like i say nothing nothing fancy just a local magazine every little town has one and so they published her story wow. and had some pictures in there and uh it, as crazy stories go 18 months later i write for that magazine every month <laughs> now is that uh, is that um do you have to pick that up when you're in in um in the upstate or Oh, you know, when you're in Florence, I would say on that day, when you're in Florence or the PD, when you're in Florence, do you have to pick that up or is it online or is that just? Um... Well, uh, the actual circulation is just the PD area, okay. which uh, I'm not as sure of what that count is, but it basically goes from Hartsville to Marion Mullins, Florence, Darlington, uh, Lake City, you know, that geographic area, but it is available online, uh, VIP magazine. And it's also available on my website because I always repost everything at DougTheFoodGuy.com. Okay. And not only do I uh, write an article every month that is pretty much food related, but I also put an accompanying recipe with it. And that's always been one of my things. You know, as you and I travel the, the uh, food service arena, working with great chefs, people that we look up to and aspire to uh, cook something that they really like. A lot of times they give us recipes. I like to share those recipes and uh, have been, you know, having a lot of fun doing it. People comment a lot about how much they enjoy reading the different recipes and trying those out. That is neat. And you, you know that I've read some of your recipes. And one of the things that I know I have seen articles, I think on LinkedIn or, you know, some a little more business oriented platforms where th there was, people saying that we should, th those of us that write recipes, actually write recipes and, and share them, that uh, oftentimes people just want the recipe. But for guys like me and you, because we've talked, um, I appreciate the story behind it more than just, you know, here are the ingredients. Here's the method of preparation. Here is your preparation time. This is, uh, a, this is what you get when you finish. So I, I, uh, that is one of the things when you gave me the first copy of that magazine, I thought that's, that's really neat that you tell us that knowing the story behind it gives it, validates it a little bit, gives it a little bit of, um, what do you think? Like gives a little bit of life, breathes a little life into the, uh, end product. Exactly. It gives you a little bit more understanding of what it, 
went through to get to where you're enjoying it today. <laughs> what, it went, what it went through, the travels of the Christmas cake. So are you, so you're baking, obviously. Do you, so are you the cook in the house or Miss, does Miss Jackie do the cooking? Who, what's the deal with that? Boy, is that a uh, topic that can be very hot from time to time because you know, I am Doug the Food Guy to our local friends, and I, I know you would know me that way because we've known each other for a long time. And uh, so when we have friends over, you know, everybody thinks Doug did all the cooking because he's the guy. To be honest with you, Jackie cooks as much as I do in the house, and the, the best part of preparing a meal isn't who did the cooking. It's the fact that she and I are both in the kitchen, and, you know, she's cutting up onions, and I'm over here sauteing you know, something else, and we're working on it together. I mean, even today, I mean, we were, you know, cooking mustard greens we bought at the farmer's market yesterday. Nice. We found some beautiful scallops, you know, and I'm sauteing those, and she's making her what she calls world-famous grits to go with the scallops. And so we spent a lot of time in the kitchen together today, and, you know, that, to me, is uh, what the fun of cooking is. It's not slaving over a stove. It's that time that you work together and the opportunity you have to spend time together as a family. And there's nothing better than a full kitchen. That is man, you're, you're preaching there. And you know that when you and I have had so many discussions about the connection that's created through the food, because that's how you and I came to know each other, you know, is, is, is through food. And, and one of the neat things that I'm hoping in this platform, Doug, is, as, as you have graciously agreed to be on here is that there is really one time I find, that everybody's kind of getting on that doesn't matter where you're from or you know what your heritage is or where you're from that that if there's food on the table and people are hungry uh there's a common connection that we we do share do you find that to be true that that the love of food is a common connection that we share yeah i, I would have to absolutely agree with you on that in fact uh, a good friend of mine who has already passed on uh several years ago told me the love of food is a common connection between everybody. Doesn't matter who you are, you can all sit at the table and break bread together and have an enjoyable time. True. Even if I, I have had dinner with, I don't know, if, and I say this, maybe I should say it as a question. Have you ever had dinner with somebody that you didn't speak the same language as them? Have you ever had that happen? Oh, yes. Uh, and I don't know if you know this or not, but in addition to the two kids that Jackie and I have, we also have two. Uh, South Korean kids that we raised, uh, which is a whole nother story. We can get into that later. But their parents came and spent about a week with us. They spoke zero English. We spoke zero <laughs> wow. Korean. And we sat at the dinner table. We were able to enjoy meal together. Uh, at one point, uh, I'm not sure if it was uh, the mom or, or somebody opened up the Bible. And they had their Korean Bible. We had our English Bible. We looked at a couple, you know, as we're saying prayer, get ready to you know, break bread. And we shared a few Bible verses with each other in different languages. And it just, it doesn't matter. It all comes together and you're under one understanding at that point. You know, we're all going to enjoy each other's time together and break bread. And it was just wow. awesome. Man, I am so glad that I asked that question. That is, be that is beautiful. That is a a, a wonderful story, and, and I cannot wait to, uh, you know, the next time we're together to dig into that, even if it's not on recording. I can't wait to dig into that with you and Miss Jackie. Maybe when we're having some some tea together, that would be it. So maybe we can record. 
I was going to say, when we go to Charleston and take a tour of the tea plantation, as we're enjoying our tea, we could unpack that conversation. I like it. Unpacking it. Unpacking it's an uh, important part. So there is something that is a, another loaded, or not say another, a second loaded question you asked me that, that uh, I've never really been much above. I've never had to have a heavy jacket, Doug. So um, you mentioned to me something about from the food connection that, that uh, about being a cheese head. Can you tell me what that is? Oh, you, you meant that. absolutely. It sounds First horrible. off, I understand about horrible. the heavy coat. It, it, it's actually a pretty cool thing. You know, you love food. You love cheese. Nothing goes better than cheese and wine, right? It kind of goes hand like in it. hand. And as we both have been in the food sales industry, one of my tasks at one point was selling cheese to uh, a major distributor in this market and the the gentleman that was in charge of their marketing just happened to be a green bay packer okay. well being from darlington south carolina we never had a professional team in this area so we always followed college ball so at that point i had no professional team i had any allegiance to now we did have the carolina panthers I give them yeah. a little bit of credit. You know, the they North were Carolina there, Panthers. but I never really broke into following right. them. So uh, we created this promotion. We're selling groceries. People are out promoting it. And the winning opportunity for the eight or 10 people was to go to Green Bay, Wisconsin, Lambeau Field to watch a Green Bay Packers game. Well, I bought me a heavy coat, went up there, and I'm telling you, it doesn't matter who your favorite NFL team is, if you go spend the weekend in Green Bay, you go through the stadium, you go through the uh, personal tour where the people are telling you about how it's just in their blood and you see the passion in their eyes, I'm telling you, you will become a Packer fan. And that's what happened to me. So I became a major Packer fan just because I was immersed into that culture over a long weekend. It was just pretty That awesome. is fun. I'm glad you told me that. Again, it's the food the food connection that we sometimes now I will tell you that um, I say, I will tell you that cooking shows, you know, there's always been cooking shows, but recently there's been a lot of TV shows that are that are kind of almost um, elimination style shows. Are you watching any TV shows like that? Or do you have a favorite TV show that you're watching right now? Well, you know, I have multiple TV shows and, you know, I would say for competition style, the Great British Baking Show has to be one of my favorites. And, <laughs> a funny I mean, show it, it there, just, man. I tell you, I just love it. And, and you know, it's, it comes down, I was talking to someone yesterday uh, who absolutely had no idea, even enjoyed eating, you know, just told, we were just having a conversation. I happened to mention that. And he's like, oh man, my wife and I just watched three episodes back. And he just, his eyes lit up and he starts talking about it. And, you know, he just said, kind of rung my bell what he said. He goes, I love watching that show because they're trying to lift people up. They're trying to educate people, trying to help people. They're not tearing each other down and trying to make each other feel like idiots. They're actually doing it in a way that is positive. And that was nice. his takeaway. And I have to agree. That's one of the things I love about it. Not to mention, Jackie says that Paul Hollywood looks a lot like me. Oh, man. I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, but I did dress up as him for Halloween nice. yesterday. Do you have, you, you, if you have pictures, you know you can uh, be sure to send those to me, and I'll 
make sure to post those. Well, check it out on my Instagram page, uh, Doug the Food Guy, and you'll see me standing there with my beautiful hippie wife in front of my little booth that I do at the local farm. Nice. I, well, you did say you dressed up. I think I saw that, but I, I, I didn't. Uh, now, now I am, uh, I am enlightened. You're like you. Now we have to be honest with you. The reason I chose to dress like Paul Hollywood, I didn't want to spend forty dollars for a costume. <laughs> I'm with I have to be honest. So I just said, you know what? I already look like him anyway. I'll put on a long sleeve dark shirt and blue I like jeans. It. I'm you there. You right. You rocked it, man. You good job, Miss Jackie. Would it would it pull you out there? That's a uh, a, a fun you know, Halloween is a um, is always is always a fun a fun time. So you we talk a lot about the food business. Um, are you professionally as uh, as as um, as we would say? Are you professionally in the restaurant food business now, or what was what, what are you doing now? Well, you know, once you're in the restaurant industry, it that, you just can't ever true. get away from it. I mean, it that's just true, gets that. in your blood. And uh, yes, I am working as a consultant with a, a company out of Greenville or mm -hmm. actually out of Greer. And we work with regional restaurant chains and we help them be successful. Uh, as you know, in this, especially in this time, there's just not enough people going around to fill all the jobs that yeah. need to be done. And so you have a restaurant owner and an operations manager, and they're trying to run their restaurant successfully. The last thing they want to do is, you know, have to chase down uh, invoices and look for items, all the stuff that you and I love to yeah. do. Restaurant owners don't have time for that. So we found a little niche. We're helping these groups go out and control their supply chain, uh, manage that from a real high level all the way down to, to use a geeky word, granule uh, wow. area. And I found out just recently that I am a big data geek. I never knew that. A guy told me that this week. And I'm like, huh, I always thought I was kind of the guy that likes to sit down and have a cup of coffee with people. But hey, I learned big something. Big data. You're like, I'm, I think I might call you that from now on. I'm going to call you big data. Just call big me big data. data. That's right. Big What's data up, geek. Big data? <laughs> I like it. I think. <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's just forget about yeah, we'll, that spot, uh, okay? That. We'll just go back yeah. to the food guy. You I are like definitely Doug the food guy. And I do admire that you have uh, taken on that because uh, it's really not a persona because you actually have always been, as long as I've known you, you've always been you, which I admire that about you. And I do appreciate that about you because you always have been consistently you, which is always nice. Now And now you're Doug the food guy, in addition to being just buddy. And, and you know, uh, that, that also kind of got started in, makes me think about uh you know my, one of my wife's favorite song is praise him in the storm and when all this corona stuff came you know we had just started our little business and we were you know scratching and trying to make yep. this thing work and all of a sudden every restaurant in the country shuts down you're a restaurant consultant that's not a really good thing I, you know I, what i mean i love it so, so so what do you do and, you know, I had a little relationship with my local farmer's market here in town, and I had access to all these really cool items that I had fallen in love with over the years. And so I had the opportunity to take some of those items to my local market, like the Charleston tea, like Coffee Gabbana Coffee from uh, Columbia, uh, Blue Moon Cafe, uh, specialty foods, makes fabulous uh, quiches and desserts. So I started bringing all these items together that 
over the last 20, 25 years in the industry that I've just fallen in love with. And I put together a little farmer's market uh, outlet that actually bridged that gap and, you know, made those troubled times when the restaurants were not able to help me feed my family in this little market. Uh, kind of filled those gaps and I've actually had a lot of fun doing it and I almost joke and say this isn't my real job this is a hobby and this little hobby has just you know keeps growing and keeps taking on a life of its own and it's just that a lot of fun. Good. So when people are traveling down 95 coming through Florence is that are you talking about the tell me the name of the place where you are is that the city center or are you at a, a different place? It's the city center farmer's market, which not to be confused with the PD state farmer's market, which is the one that you're I, probably thinking of I right off indeed. of the interstate. That's what I was of. Big, yeah, that's the big, uh, and, and I go there a lot too. It's a fabulous place. But in the redevelopment of our Florence downtown over the last many years, you know, they've been doing facade changes, they've uh, repaved the streets, put restaurants little stores it really made a cool little downtown area well right out of the downtown they created from an old warehouse they made a small farmer's market now when we're busting at the seams can't get any more vendors in the booth we're talking 30 vendors so it's a very small Int footprint but we have a really good following spot Ah, I like that. See, that's why we need like to have it. this conversation. It's an intimate relationship spot there for, for food and exchange of all the, the fun and ideas. And I mean, we have more than food there as well. I mean, there's all kind of little trinkets you could pick up. Uh, my wife even bought a purse yesterday and I'm not really sure how that fits into the food, but I guess you could put money in it to go buy the well, food. You, that's you how wrap up your sandwich. Put your sandwich in your purse. Make your ham sandwich. Exactly. <laughs> a Christmas cake. You should make a. Oh my gosh! You should make a Christmas cake that fits inside that purse. It'd be like the best, the best of both worlds. I'll work on yeah, that. that means you know no. We're gonna translate that. I got my translating. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna translate that into no. So, Doug, I promise you, I know you had a, a big, big day yesterday, and I know that you've got Christmas cakes in the oven, and I promised you that I would keep us. Uh, on a time frame, which generally with you and I is, it is free, free fall. <laughs> it's like the, whenever you and I talk, it's always free fall. So the last thing I, I want to ask you and make sure you know that I do appreciate you. I appreciate the learning these things about you. Um, when, when listeners want to find you, where are they going to find you? Are you guys on, are you on the social media anywhere? Are you, um, give me a look, quick, quick update on that. Where, where can they get in touch with you? Well, first, I was totally honored oh that you even asked. So uh, take take that the the you know for real. Thank uh, you, it was hard for me to get in the house. I mean, the doorway would not allow my big head to walk through that door after I uh, got off the phone with you yeah, that, man, that, uh, that night. So good. Thank anyway, you. yes, I I am on uh, Facebook DougTheFoodGuy.com or Facebook DougTheFoodGuy. I have a web page DougTheFoodGuy.com. I'm on Instagram. Doug the food guy. And I'm also on LinkedIn professionally as Doug Smith, but I'm available to all of those. Uh, I do have a retail presence okay. on my website. The one it's, it's not a downside. I even look at it as a positive because I'm really trying to focus on, you know, cutting down on carbon, cut down on 
uh, all of the moving around and trucks and transportation. So if you buy anything off of my website, you have to come to the market and pick it up at my booth at okay. the city center market. Easy, easy breezy. Doug, I, I'll give you the kind of the, uh, the last word before we go. I want to make sure, you know, I do appreciate you. It has been so fun to uh, talk to you and get to know you better. And it's, and it is a, uh, I'm going to use a big, sexy word, a, a tenant that I hoped to bring to this platform is that we think we know everybody when we know them. We think you really kind of think, you know, people and the uh, sometimes even when you know them, if you actually have a conversation with them uh, over food, uh, you can find, you can find things about them. So uh, I'll give you the last word before we go out, then I'll sign us out and, uh, and make sure you know that I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate that Tom. And, you know, like I said, I really truly am honored that you uh, asked, for me to be a part of this and I'm looking forward to coming to Charleston, uh, taking a tour of the tea, tea plantation with you and hopefully you'll bring your lovely wife with you and the four of us can go out and enjoy that. But at the end of the day, we're out here just trying to educate people on food and help them understand how to enjoy it better and having a lot of fun doing it. So let's just keep having fun and Break a little bread I like together. it, Doug. I appreciate you. Give uh, Miss Jackie a high five for me and tell her I said, duh, she'll, she'll know what you mean. And uh, I'll look forward to talking to you this week. All right, Tom. You have a great appreciate afternoon. It, Doug. Now. See Thank you, buddy. You.